We're on page 20 now, the beginning of a new Mimer. With the help of heaven, Parsha of Chayisara, Tavshan Aleph. Parsha of Chayisara, 5701. Hashem, please unify our hearts to love and to fear your name. What does this mean? This is the request from Hashem that we should have the arousal of love and fear of Hashem. Please help us, Hashem, to have to have love for you and fear for you. Not such an easy thing to come across to have a true love and a fear of Hashem. Therefore, we ask Hashem, please, to help us. So, in order that a person should be able to have this arousal of love and fear of Hashem, which are a positive commandment, like the Raman writes, that this is a positive commandment. In the halachis of Yisaidiyah Teda, the foundations of Teda, chapter 2, the first halacha, hakel and nichba v'nida, the quote is, the glorified and awesome God, Hazeh, kfi asher b'yar pedikalaf, like he explained already how awesome and how glorified Hashem truly is, in the first chapter of Hilchis Yisaidiyah Teda, the awesomeness of Hashem and how all of existence is dependent upon Him, every moment creating it. So the awesome God, mitzvah la'av al-yira, it's a mitzvah to love Him and to fear Him. To have awe for him, reverence for him. And the source of these mitzvahs are the psukim, you shall love Hashem your God. And another passage which says, the Hashem your God, you shall fear. So, in order that there should be arousal of love and fear, which are positive commandments, like the Rambam quote, like we just quoted from the Rambam. And this arousal of love and fear, it is the actual ultimate intent of our Aveda Shabalev, our service of the heart, which is referring to Shia Aveda the Tfilah, which is the service of prayer, the divine service of praying to Hashem. When we come to Tfilah to pray to Hashem, Davin, which Tfilah is also Milashin Klicheris, which is the union of Mishabdus, uh, of connection. Really the whole point of Tfilah is a person's connection to connect him, himself and his mind and his heart to Hashem. And like the Fidikar says in another place, it's the Aveda Shabalev, Imhalev, and through the laven with the heart, it's a time that we're supposed to dedicate to trying to make our hearts, our emotions, to get aroused and to want to come close to Hashem. So the arousal of love and fear, that is the ultimate purpose of the service of the heart of prayer. And this arousal of love and fear, which comes about through prayer, proper prayer, the whole service of a person throughout the day of his fulfilling of Teira Mitzvah and how he acts with his good Midas, with his good character traits throughout the day, that's all dependent upon his arousal of love and fear during his davening. If he arouses love and fear of Hashem during davening, so then after that he can have a proper day where his service, divine service of fulfilling, of learning Teira and fulfilling Mitzvah should be infused with a true vitality and a true chayas, a true inner feeling and a feeling of a purpose and a true enthusiasm. Whereas if he just had a dry davening, he didn't have a real, a true arousal of emotion, emotional connection to Hashem, then he'll go about his day in a dry way without any true feeling behind his fulfillment of Hashem's will. And also, in his way that he acts with his good character traits, it won't just be a forced type of acting, that I'm forced to do this, to act in a good way because I'm a yid, that he'll actually have a true feeling behind it. He'll want to act this way and he'll want to do a toyba to another person and he'll want to act in a kind way etc all the good midas with a true chayas behind it because he already basically 
enacted, he already he awakened his chayas when he was davening. His his awakened his emotional experience with the Shem. Therefore, the whole day will be infused with this emotional experience and his fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs and his way he acts the whole day. When a person davens with proper intent, proper concentration, each person according to his level, according to his measurement that he can do, obviously every person, depending on the source of their soul and depending on how much he's already refined his mind and his heart, how much he's already invested into this dedication at the Savoida, that will be how much he will be able to arouse his love and fear of Hashem. So when he prays with this intention, this concentration, what does it mean, this kavana? Meaning with a true Mesir and Nesina, when he has davening, is in a way where he's totally dedicating himself, giving himself over, surrendering himself to Hashem with a true with a true vitality, enthusiasm, and an inner feeling. Not just that he goes through the motions of davening, but he truly, during this experience, he takes it as a true experience, that he's actually, in this moment of davening, he's trying to dedicate himself, surrender himself totally to Hashem, and arouse an inner feeling to, of a connection to Hashem. That's the idea of the kavana during davening. So when a person davens with that kavana, how does he, what does this kavana also consist of? He knows that he's standing at this moment before the king of all kings, Holy One, blessed is He, which Hashem's glory fills the whole earth, meaning the whole earth is underneath His ashkacha, His providence, His care, and the whole earth is basically existing only because it's being given highest inner vitality from Hashem. And even more so that there is no place which is void of Him, meaning the whole earth is is totally um, permeated with Hashem's true essence, not just that His kvoide, not just that His external level of vitality, more contracted external level, extends within all of creation and gives it an inner life, but also his very essence is found everywhere. Because there was no tzimtzum on Hashem's essence. So therefore his essence is everywhere. So when a person thinks about this, and he davens, he truly dedicates himself, surrenders his whole life to Hashem, knowing that Hashem is the life of everything, the inner life of everything, and also his essence is right here, which that can obviously arouse a great love and fear and awe that you're standing in the presence of the great king, or a feeling of love, attraction, to connect to that true life, which Hashem's vitality, which is within everything. Hashem himself is standing upon the person and hearing everything that a person is saying during his prayers. He's actually listening to you. When a person is cognizant of that, that Hashem is actually listening to every single word you say, that arouses such an amazing love that Hashem is listening to you. Which, in general, the idea of somebody truly listening to you is a chiddush in today's society. So the fact that you know that Hashem is truly listening to you in a, in a way of true listening, not just listening in order to speak, and truly listening to your words, that arouses a great love. And the fact that Hashem is great essence, is awesome being, is standing upon you and is found right there in front of you and you're standing before the greatest king, that is a great that arouses a great love, or a great fear and awe that you're in this the presence of the most awesome being. So when a person prays with that proper kavana, which this kavana, like we just explained right here, concentrating on these ideas, then he truly dedicates himself and surrenders his being with an inner vitality to Hashem. That is what will infuse the rest of his day with an inner vitality when he goes about through his day through doing Torah mitzvahs and in Hagos Midas Tevis. 
So when a person contemplates on all these ideas with a dasmi yeshevis, a truly settled way, meaning in a das, das always um, connotes a true, truly connection that he feels he really identifies with the concept, not just he thinks about it in a passing way, but he truly connects to it. In a dasmi yeshevis, that it truly becomes upgalic in his mind, meaning it's, it becomes something totally obvious by him, some, something totally real in his mind. It becomes a true reality when he contemplates and he deepens his mind to that extent where this, these ideas become a true reality by him, then he'll be aroused within himself with the love and fear of Hashem. Shehava, now let's explain what the, the difference and the idea of love and fear is. The idea of love in general is a feeling of closeness or coming close to the entity which you are loving. So, so here, the love is the idea of that you're being aroused with a great attraction, a love for this entity, for Hashem, because of His great closeness to you. That person contemplates that Hashem's very essence, His infinite essence, is truly close to the person. Like it says, in, in Asher, we say in Pesukah the Zimna, Hashem is close to all, the, who's, the, all those who call out upon Him, all those who dive into Him. Like we just said, there's no place void of Hashem's true essence. So this contemplation and truly realizing that Hashem in His very essence is right here and right next to you, listening to your every word, that will arouse within you a great love, meaning a feeling of closeness because of Hashem, you, you feel how Hashem is so close to you, automatically you, you arouse with a great love to for Hashem because He is so close. And fear is the feeling which is aroused from the great, the great fear, the great dread and awe, reverence that falls upon a person when he realizes the greatness, the true greatness and the true exalted essence of Hashem, that with this essence is standing upon him, meaning he's right here every moment. He's literally standing before the greatest king. Which even before a flesh and blood king, a person would be, would be when he would come in front of him, he would be in the greatest awe, not able to move a muscle, just standing before this great king. All the more so before the king of kings, the holy one, blessed is he. Such a great fear will fall upon the person when he realizes he's before the most exalted being, and that exalted being is standing upon him and cares about whatever he does and how everything. Is really dependent upon a person, like the like that I've explained in this pasuk. love, not just that Hashem is standing upon you, watching you, checking you out, making sure you're, that your avoid is proper, but also in the sense is love that the havaya that the gilulukus is nitzav a love is dependent upon you. That realization, that revelation of godliness and everything, basically Hashem's plan is His kavanalina is only going to be fulfilled by me by my avoda also arouses a certain fear and awe, a reverence to this great being. So that is the difference, that is the idea of, of Ahava and Yira. And when you contemplate on these ideas, like we just explained, which are the main themes of davening, Hashem's vitality, which fills all of creation, every single creation according to its capacity, and how Hashem's essence is truly right here, and Hashem is listening to every word that will arouse great love and fear. Such a davening, which is infused 
with a true love and fear from Hashem because of the contemplation of these ideas, which are the main theme of davening, such a davening, besides the fact that it's received above with with a great feeling of pleasure from Hashem, Hashem receives a person's davening. Whatever he's asking from Hashem in that moment is received in a lot more pleasurable way because it's a true davening here. He's truly putting himself into the davening. He's engaged. He's not just doing it lip service. He's truly involved in what he's doing. So therefore, obviously, Hashem is going to accept that prayer in a lot more pleasurable way. Such a davening, um, the, the inner vitality, this light, this energy of love and fear which is aroused for Hashem during this davening affects the person that his fulfillment of terimitsis and the way that he acts the whole day should be infused with a chayas, with a inner enthusiasm, vitality, and with a mesira and nesina, with a ibrigemkeit, a truly dedication, true dedication and surrender of his whole being to inyane likos, to godly ideas, to godly matters. When a person davens in such a way where he's totally engaged in what he's doing and he's aroused the true love and a true fear for Hashem, meaning he realizes Hashem's true closeness and therefore is aroused with a love for him and how Hashem is truly the greatest being is standing in front of him right now. He has a great awe. That davening is what infuses the whole day of this person with a true chayas, an inner vitality, and a true dedication to whatever Hashem wants. Meaning, this means in general that a person has such a davening, the rest of his day is going to be, he's going to be in a good state. He's in a good place. He's standing in a good place. This davening is what truly puts him in a proper place in his connection to Hashem and in the way that he's going to conduct his affairs the whole day. The person himself becomes a lot more refined. And refinement, the idea of being a refined person, sticks to him a lot more. Meaning he's a lot more sensitive to refined ideas and to spiritual ideas. Such a person that had such a good davening like that. He becomes more refined, and refined ideas, meaning godly ideas and spirituality in general, is more, he's more sensitive to them. Like we see clearly in the natures of people. So we see clearly in the natures of people that there are certain people that in a, a spiritual idea, an Indian of the key, a spiritual idea, a godly idea, meaning, for example, when a person noticing Hashem's divine providence, how Hashem is directly involved in every single detail of a person's life, so that Indian Ruchni of realizing Ashkoch or a Geshmak and a Mitzvah, a true pleasure in fulfilling a Mitzvah, Hashem's commandment to him, or the Geshmak that he has in Amida Toiva, a doing a good deed or having um, inculcating within himself good character traits, Kleptim. These things are more, he's more sensitive to them. You see a person, a certain type of people, his nature 
is more noite, he tends more, his spirit, his leaning of his character is more s- s- sensitive to spirit, to spiritual ideas. He notices a shkacha brachas throughout the day. He has a natural gishmak and a mitzvah. He has a natural gishmak and a midah toiva, doing a toiva yidin. And these are things which he's general, general more sensitive to. And these things automatically, machtafim, a roishim godlam shaklazet. It truly leaves upon him a great um, roishim, an impact. And he's drawn to these things. A mitzvah, a it truly impacts him when he sees Ashkach It's not just something which he's, oh, Ashkach and he goes out and like it never happened. These things truly impact him, doing a mitzvah, the yishmak in a mitzvah, Ashkach He's naturally drawn and sensitive to spiritual things and to refined things. All this is only possible when a person is truly involved, engaged in the spiritual divine service of prayer. Like we said before, what that consists of truly contemplating the greatness of Hashem and arousing love and fear. Then, his, his emotions are a lot more refined and therefore the fulfillment of his Torah mitzvahs throughout the day and his conduct in general throughout the day is in a lot better state. So when a person truly davens in a, in a real way, he's a lot more given to godliness, to Hashem, and automatically is in a lot better state. Like we said, he's a lot more sensitive to godliness and to spiritual ideas. But when his davening is in a way where it's just rote, it's just a routine. Mitzvahs, like mitzvahs that he was taught from being a child, meaning he just does it because he was taught. This is what he's supposed to do with no inner interest and no engagement in what he's doing in his davening. He davened in a way where he's just trying to hop, you know, just basically trying to get it over with. So this type of davening is not only, not just that he's not being aroused in a love and fear of Hashem, which comes about through a contemplation and a godly ideas. Not only that, he's not arousing a love and fear because he's not really truly contemplating um, godly ideas in a true way. But it's a lot more simple. It's he's he's not even hearing, he's not even listening to the pidush amilis, the the, ex, the definitions, the explanations of the words of prayer that he's actually saying. He's not even listening to what he's saying. Basically, obviously, for sure, he's not being engaged in godly contemplations, godly meditations, and thinking about the greatness of Hashem to arouse love and fear. But even more simple, he's not even hearing what he's saying, what the meanings of the prayers he's saying. His davening is just coming out of truly rote. It's just his routine. He's going through his daily routine, like he brushes his teeth. Something he's got to take care of. He's got to do. Get it over with. Sometimes it could be that he's so totally engaged and bothered and taken over by different thoughts, which have nothing to do with prayer. Idle matters the extent that he forgets he's forgetting which part of the davening which haluka he's saying at this moment he's just the words are just coming out of his mouth naturally as by way of a routine without even realizing what he's saying and therefore he forgets where he's holding his davening this is not that just that the person is not truly realizing who he, that he's standing for Hashem this is a lot lower than that this person, his davening, as if he's, it's as if he's, God forbid, totally forgetting about godliness during prayer. 
he's forgetting that his experience right now, what he's doing right now, is something that relates to Hashem. It's just another routine, like brushing his teeth. But however, Friedrich says, points out, we're not saying, God forbid, to say that this Jew, that he's so basically just doing, getting his routine done, hopping his davening, trying to get it over with, don't say, not to say that he has a hesikadas, that he totally is removing his mind from godliness, he's have total removal of his mind from godliness. God forbid. By a Jewish person, it's impossible to say that he's totally um, diverted his attention from godliness. God forbid. Because what is the definition of hesikadas, diverting, diverting your attention according to Teda? Who the kasher adam is a dover. Like when a person is doing something, like he's wearing tefillin, and at that same time that he's doing the mitzvah of Hashem, doing tefillin, his mind and his heart and his concentration are busy and are affixed on something else. And at that very moment where he's putting, he's wearing his tefillin, but he, since he's so busy thinking about something else, and he's so... Um, Transfixed to whatever he's thinking about, somebody can ask him, "What's on his hand? What's on his What's on his head?" He's filled. And because he's so overtaken by these other thoughts, he he doesn't he can't answer immediately. That's diversion of attention. He's so involved in something else that he doesn't even realize what he's doing. So we're saying here that the person davening and he's just doing it and to the extent that he forgets where he's holding the davening, don't think that he's having this hesikadas, where he's to totally diverted his attention from godliness. A Jewish person cannot totally divert his attention from godliness. Diversion of attention, like in film, he doesn't realize what is on his head, uh, because he's so involved and so busy thinking about something else. Such a way of diversion of attention from godliness in general is not possible by a Jewish person. That he should totally forget and divert his attention to... Um, from Godness. To the next page now, 21. Because we know that in every single moment, every single time, the name of Hashem is totally regularly mentioned by every single person, no matter what his spiritual level is, and no, no matter what his level of contemplation, his understanding of Godness, everyone naturally will say Baruch Hashem, or will say Mirz Hashem, which that means that for sure he didn't have a true Hesachadas from Adakos. Every moment, even if at, at that moment where he forgets which mizmer he's holding, if somebody asked him at that moment, you know, how are you? If he was allowed to talk at that time, he would still say Baruch Hashem. So he didn't have a Hesachadas. Even the lowest level Jew who has no understanding and even, God forbid, is going against the will of Hashem, he's still always constantly connected to godliness. That's why he'll still answer Baruch Hashem. He still recognizes Hashem. Or the fact that he doesn't recognize Hashem, but he like the Rebbe always said about people who are upset that there's no law and order in the world, that very, the, that, that very thing that they're, that they're upset that there's no law and order is because they know that there is a God and therefore they're upset that the world is not being run in a just way. So Ayyid never is totally diverted his attention from Eliquus. Um, he's constantly, even the lowest level Jew is constantly connected to the God, but his connection could be very concealed. Very hidden, to the extent that he requires, um, he requires specific, special things to bring out, to reveal his inherent, essential connection to godliness. But in a hidden way, 
It's always there. And this is the deeper meaning of the verse. That, um, Hashem thought, plans, that there will to never cause somebody who's pushed away from Hashem to be, to be completely pushed away. Hashem has thought in his mind, basically plans, that he'll never totally push away Yid. It means that what? From above, meaning Hashem, does many different plans and different things to bring a person closer to godly things, to of and godliness. Hashem is interested, involved in every single Jewish person's life, and he does many different different plans to bring a person closer and to reveal that person's inherent connection. There's two ways about this idea. Two ways that a person, uh, different reasons, different ways that Hashem makes a person come closer to Godliness. One is through a closeness through giving a lot to the person. The person gets a lot from Hashem, lots of blessings from Hashem. The person all of a sudden realizes, how did I get all this blessing? It doesn't make any sense. Apiteva must be a kiddo from Hashem. Therefore, he comes closer and his inherent deep connection is revealed. Or another way is through God forbid a person should have to go through a bitish or yichuk, Hashem distancing, so to say, the person from Hashem. By giving him a bitish uh, beating, so to say, going through Yisurim Chazushalim, pains, tribulations, wakes a person up and makes him realize, "Oi, I've become so far. I need to come close to Hashem to rekindle my connection." Then all of a sudden he goes through these bad times, hard times, and that reveals his inherent connection to godliness. He starts mentioning the name of Hashem. And saying that the why is this possible that a person can be so far that he doesn't mention Hashem's name and then Hashem wakes him up and all of a sudden he starts getting back to Godliness. If he had no shaykhis whatsoever, this wake up call wouldn't wake him up to anything. So he must have an inherent connection that therefore this wake up call works. Because the the whole general idea of diversion or of a Jewish person's attention from godliness in whatever level, whatever Jewish person we may, we may be talking about, is not shaykh, it's not possible. Because every single yid, mitzad, his neshama, he has a mamish, he has a, literally a piece of Hashem's very essence within him, a spark of godliness within his soul. Of just like we all have one father, just like a father gives over a piece of himself to the son. So therefore, the son always has a connection, an essential connection to the father. You can't take it away from him. You can't cut that connection off. So too, every single yid has a part of Hashem within him, which is the nefshalikis, which is the chelik of the kavim mama, which is literally a piece of God from above. Therefore, he has an inherent, hidden, essential connection. And therefore, he can never have a true diversion of attention, forgetting Hashem totally. Just that sometimes it becomes so hidden that he needs a wake-up call, whether it be through a kirv ashba a lot of blessings, or through a bitush chazushalim arichuk, and that wakes up his inherent connection. So they were just ending the sif now that we were just talking about 
when a person has a truly good davening and he rouses love and fear of Hashem, that makes him that he should generally be in a matzav toiv, a good matzav. Ibn Gevin, he's totally dedicated to Hashem's plan, to Hashem's kavana, and in general he's more sensitive to spiritual things, and he's more, more sensitive to godliness, like we see clearly in the nature of people. Some people just have a mortgage schmack and things. So when a person has a true davening, that's only when he's truly engaged in davening, then his emotions become more refined, and therefore his fulfillment of the mitzvahs and his actions throughout the whole day will be good. But when a person's davening just in a way of routine, and he's just trying to get his davening over with, there's no arousal of love and fear, which comes about through contemplation. Rather, he doesn't. Even, we're talking about a person that doesn't even hear what he's saying, and he's just davening out of routine, just like he's brushing his teeth, to the extent that sometimes he can be so bothered and so taken over by other thoughts about things, idle, idle things, that he forgets what, what he's saying in davening. Not only um, is he not paying attention that he's standing before Hashem, but rather, it says, if, it says, if, God forbid, is totally forgetting godliness. And then we just said that obviously a Jewish person can never truly forget godliness, but diverted his attention completely from godliness because inherently he has a essential connection because of his nefesh of the keys, which is a piece of Hashem. Therefore, he'll never, he'll never truly divert, divert his attention from Hashem. But it can be if a person davens in a routine way that he actually forgets about the whole idea of godliness. There's two ways that Hashem wakes up this inherent connection that we have, either through Ashba, or through a bitush, and that wakes a person up and makes it realize that he does have this inherent connection because of his neshama, which is like the father, the connection, the essential connection between the father and the son. That's the connection that the Jewish people have, which are called Banu Lamakim, Banu Lamakim, Banu Lamakim, to Hashem, our father. Stop there at the beginning of Seat Bay.